0: You're listening to search a podcast featuring Filipino perspectives.
1: In this show, we talk to trailblazers, business leaders, and bosses in the community to find out more about what they do.
0: Join us as we learn and get to the bottom of things.
1: Stay tuned. Hey, Dustin. Hey, Crystal. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi hey, everybody.
0: Hey, everybody. That feels like a cute little marshmallow kind of character kind of uh creature saying, "Hey everybody.
1: Hi hey, everybody." Hey. Hi everybody. You know, I was thinking about um, <laughs> you know, getting into like voice acting because <gasps> our friend Grayson Villanueva does that.
0: Yeah, um, I don't want to like
1: spill too much because like he—I don't know if, if by the time this airs, his particular project will air. Ew. but anyway, it's a big deal, it's and a big deal. I was talking to him about kind of you know this this whole industry of like voice acting and how. We can just make a career out of making funny voices and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Anyway.
0: I, I, you know what? I think we both need to make an appointment with Grayson because I, I mean, I took, I took voiceover lessons at school, but I Uh just, um, (laughs) I just don't know how to actually get into the business (laughs) because we don't learn that in school.
1: <laughs> we don't learn about the business side of things. I remember you said something like that. Yeah. But um, we should have him on the podcast.
0: Yeah. Let's. Again, let's to do talk it.
1: about that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But you know, we have somebody else on the podcast today.
0: <gasps> yes, we do.
1: Before we get into that, I want to know from you, Crystal. Have mm-hmm. you ever played or learned a musical instrument?
0: Uh, well, um, I. S- well, there's voice. The voice. So I, is an I, instrument. I, Yes, the voice is an instrument, Um, but I also learned piano. Am I good at it? Do I know what I'm doing? The answer is no. (laughs) (laughs) The answer Uh, is no. The answer is no. I wish that I, you know, my fingers just really hurt a lot. And I didn't like that sensation. I you know, like stretching my thumb and my pinky so that I could get from one note to another just was too much for me as an eight year old.
1: Oh. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm sure your hands grew would grow into I don't know. I feel like it might be it might be easier as an adult.
0: Maybe. Or it might
1: be more difficult. It might be easier for your hands to reach the keys.
0: It might. Or for,
1: for your fingers, but...
0: Also, also, I'm double-jointed, so sometimes my fingers get stuck.
1: Ah. Oh.
0: So that might be a thing. People like to make fun of my fingers and how, like, um, odd they look. But you know what? It hurts sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> not your not your, not your, your sentiments, but my actual fingers. You can make fun of yeah. my fingers all you want. I don't care. I'm secure in my fingers.
1: <laughs> I'm secure in my fingers. I <laughs> wanted to learn piano for a long time, too. Um, mm-hmm. I did take, like, this basic music class where they taught us how to play scales on the piano, mm-hmm. I was very impatient. I still am very impatient. I feel like sometimes I am the type to give up very easy mm-hmm. if I don't, if I'm not an expert at it. Mm-hmm. Even though mm-hmm. I know, I know that, you know, you have to suck at something first before you try or before you get good. Mm-hmm. So, you have to keep trying. But um, yeah, I... Told myself, yeah, I wanted to play piano, but that was a very discouraging class. (laughs) Um, And I also have, like, pretty stubby fingers. (laughs) I have a stubby thumb. So, it's difficult for me to, like, use a stubby thumb to play (laughs) instruments. But I did play the alto saxophone in high school. Okay. I played the alto saxophone and I also played the trumpet a little bit in high school Um, and neither of those instruments really require an extensive use of your thumbs
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad you 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 were fitted for the correct instrument (laughs) yes
1: yes and i also learned the ukulele
0: Ooh, the ukulele
1: yes so like 2007, 2008, like we'll talk about in this podcast was the renaissance of the ukulele on YouTube. Yes. So there was like a huge population of like Asian Filipino uh, ukulele players on the internet, myself included. And um, yeah, ukulele was my... Drug of choice <laughs> back in the day. And uh, on this episode, we'll be talking to Aldrine Guerrero, who is an ukulele player and one of the founders of ukuleleunderground.com All right, hello, everybody. Today on Research, we have a full-time ukulele musician and one of the founders of ukuleleunderground.com, Aldreen Guerrero. Welcome. Hey. hey, thanks for having me. Mahalo, um. hey, thank you. <laughs> Good to be here.
0: Thank you so much for being with us today. Um, so, Aldrine, yes. what is ukuleleunderground.com and what's the story behind it?
2: Uh, UkuleleOnTheGround.com is uh, is a website where we teach people how to play the ukulele. Our, um, our our main goal is to grow the next generation of ukulele players. We've been around since about two thousand and seven, and the story behind it is uh, we used to do ukulele lessons for this other website called IAmHawaii.com. And um, hmm. my my friend Ryan Isaki, he was uh, he was working for them and said that like he knew and you know, he knew an ukulele player, you know me that could do uh, produce shows for. Uh, for iamhawaii.com as part of like a Hawaii kind of thing and um, Aaron Nakamura was um you know was was my partner as far as like making videos and editing and all that stuff so he you know he was in charge of that of producing the uh, the videos we did a bunch of videos for uh, for iamhawaii.com and um, it was pretty much the only thing that, that garnered any kind of attention for the for the site and there's a bunch of people Uh, you know, talking in the comments and this kind of small community started forming. But I am Hawaiian, um, after a few episodes, wanted to focus mainly on this kind of bridge between Japan and Hawaii because I guess that's, you know, that's where the economy was going at the time. Um, And, you know, they're like, okay, well, we're going to focus on that. So we're going to get rid of pretty much the TV side or all the shows. So we were like, oh, what's going to happen to like the 20 people that are talking in our comments? You know, we can't let them down. So we're like why don't we just do it ourselves so we you know uh ryan built a site um so that we can you know put put our uh put our ukulele content on there and we started out with a forum and we're like okay well if we get like 50 people sign up for the forum like uh before the end of the year then we're, we're good we started in october and i think we got the 50 within like that week so we're just like oh snap you know this is okay. the, this is crazy and then like like uh, thousands of people, like later, you know, before before the end of the year, were like, this is kind of crazy, like for for an ukulele forum. But I guess it just there was nothing like it before. I mean, there's other ukulele forums and other like ukulele sites out there, but uh, this kind of had something different to it, and in, in the vibe of like this is kind of low key, very underground. And uh, we started our very first lesson, and we put it up on January first, two thousand and eight, and the rest is history.
0: Amazing.
2: Okay, shout-outs to you all, especially,
1: like, your your partners who helped build the site with you. Um, I don't know if anyone remembers, but back (laughs) in 2007, 2008, that was, like, very... I don't know if I want to call it the peak of, like, ukulele on YouTube, Mm, but, like, that was very much a renaissance of the (laughs) instrument online. Like, that was a huge movement on YouTube at the time. And Mm -hmm. I remember watching your tutorial videos, going on the boards, um, chatting with people, and like meeting some really cool people. I have very yeah. fond memories of Google Level Underground during that time. It's so cool to see that it's continued on to become something much bigger
2: yeah I mean you know back then it was all about you know like creating that community and, and giving people you know like a nice place to just talk about ukulele or to share ideas or share videos or collaborate with each other there's so much things that was going on just in that forum alone that we we're just like this is his own thing you know and we, we built it and whatever but you know these people congregated and started their own like you know their own little little clubs or their little you know um, yeah. like, like groups and stuff which was really 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 cool because that was you know the reason why we decided to take it on the road in 2008 that's that's when we met you know like, uh, mm-hmm. but like we're gonna go to you know we're gonna go to California because we noticed that most of our hits are coming from California so let's go there and we didn't even know what to expect you know like we're just like a yeah. tiny little uh, website but it was you know it was really 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 cool the community came out and we had no idea like who was who was watching because you know like at this side of the camera we don't we don't see anyone I just see Aaron like what I'm doing my uh, when I'm doing the lessons but a little did I know it was it was Huge, like in uh, in in California, and then later on find out it was pretty much huge, like all around the world, like ukulele—not ukulele on the ground, but just ukulele in general.
1: Like it yeah, was,
2: it was big for someone like me, because I'm from Hawaii, like, which is a smaller island in the Hawaiian island chain. It's like the most country bumpkin island, you know, of uh, of, of all of them. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you consider yourself a country bumpkin? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I do. Now, you know, I, I was from Manila where, like, I was the, uh, you know, I was the, the, the city guy. And so when I came here to, to Kauai like it was, it was very much country. And it's, it's cool. I like country living now. It's, it's awesome. That's why I moved back here to, uh, to Kauai. But. You know, we, we didn't realize who was, you know, who was watching or who's even paying attention. We even cared, honestly. Like, yeah. and, uh, it was, it was cool, man. Just to, just to go on that first tour and, uh, and go on the first night, the first show over in Berkeley and, uh, and seeing just like a room full of people, which insanely, like, we had like the fire department called on us. Mm-hmm. Like, because, uh-huh. then, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> we were playing at this place Dang. called, uh, oh my god, they're gonna, they're gonna hate me. <laughs> uh, it was, at, anyway. it was at the UC Berkeley campus or um, close by? No, I don't think so. Um, it was. Uh... I forget. I'm 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 blanking out right now. But all good, all we good. were oh Mike de Silva's ukulele ukulele shop. So it was like mm. this little ukulele um, places where place where he made ukuleles, but he also like had uh, like an ukulele group that would gather and you know and jam and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like we went. That was the very first night of the tour, and um, and it was just it was just packed. And like, he didn't expect that much. And we didn't expect it either. We're like maybe 20 30 people, but like over like a hundred and fifty people came in that little warehouse thing and um and I guess the neighbors you know like called the uh, called the fire department because of a noise complaint so like the uh, the fire department came and they're just like what's going on here or it's just people playing ukuleles like what's you know <laughs> <laughs> the the most party animals yeah noise complaint <laughs> they've ever got I guess and it was it was crazy I'm just like and seeing that for the first time we're like we got something here so we just kind of ran off with it
0: It's so beautiful how you've you've fostered and uh, fostered a space um, for community through ukulele and music. And, you know, I know music plays a big part in our homes as Filipinos. Mm-hmm. It is definitely a staple. <laughs> um, I know for me, it was like one of the first things that really brought like my family together. Um, so can you talk to us about how music has played a role in your life as a young person growing up and throughout your career?
2: Uh music was huge, you know, like um being from the Philippines, like having a like a Pretty big Catholic background. Like I, I played mm. for church, and my, my dad, and my uncles, and my grandma. Like all of us were pretty, you know, um, big with like participating in the church choir and music and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's like where you know where I started because my seeing my my dad, my uncles like play guitar and sing. I was just like, I want to do that. You know, like I I want to want to play something. And uh, and I was learning guitar and. Um, you know, just being, uh, being active with the, with the church community. But that's like when I met this lady who, uh, you know, who was at church practice, she was playing ukulele and I'm like, I want to do that instead. That seems way easier to carry, you know, and it sounds awesome. (laughs) And so when I first held it, it was, I mean, that was love at first sight. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't put it down, but, you know, growing up like, uh, in the Philippines, uh, you just... You know, you just see these people on TV, they're like dancing and singing in variety shows. And, and as a kid, I'm like, I, I want to do that. I want to, you know, they look happy. Like, I want to be happy when, when, when I grow up. So I'm just like, I want to learn how to sing and dance. I was tone deaf, you know, and I'm barely making it now. But like, I, I was like, <laughs> I, I don't, how do I, you know, how do I do that? And um, so I I was like, I was a dancer. I was like trying to do whatever I, I could do just so that I could, you know, maybe make it on TV one day or whatever. <laughs> and um yeah, and I, I think a lot of like, uh, like Filipino parents pretty much push their children, you know, like to, uh, to be performers or like, oh, play something or whatever, or, or dance, or perform for these people. So any like Filipino parties is like my, my, my mom and dad would be like, okay, show them your moves, go go dance, tell the DJ <laughs> put on this song, like, Shalala or whatever, and then just do the Shalala dance, you know? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's kind of what it, what it was. I was just, you know, uh, and when I was really young, my uh, my dad, you know, he would uh, he would be hanging out with his friends. Is like, okay, go like. He would take put me on top of the table that they're you know uh, that they're hanging out at, and they're like, okay, say your poem or sing your song or whatever, do your thing, like you know, make me proud as your dad. And it's like, okay, you know, and <laughs> and I guess like as far as I can remember, I've been I've been standing on stages performing for people.
1: Wow, yeah. and you you touched <laughs> yeah. on kind of like a little goal of oh, I want to be on TV one day. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Ironically, that has kind of happened technically. <laughs> yeah, can you speak a little bit about uh, about your experience with television?
2: Yeah, I've uh, you know I've done I've done some uh, a bunch of media stuff. Like my my recent one was just was like a couple years ago um, with with The Simpsons. So I was recently featured on an episode of The Simpsons, and uh, they had a crossover with Bob's Burgers. And uh, <gasps> love, love, love that show. And yeah. uh, yes. the uh, the the creator Lauren Bouchard is like is a good friend of mine. And he asked, he's like, we're gonna do this crossover with The Simpsons, but we need somebody to play The Simpsons theme. And he's like, I'm not playing that, so I need somebody to play that song. I'm like, yes, 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 yesterday, yes, you know, like, and <laughs> um, and I took a look at the music, and Danny Elfman does not make easy music, so I'm just like, this is this is the hardest thing that I ever had to. Uh, um, do for the ukulele or arrange for the ukulele but it was really cool is a huge honor I've been a huge Simpsons fan since I can remember you know watching it uh, at nighttime here at my, ha- at my house and stuff before dinner so being a part of that was was huge for me. And I'm not, I am have, like, my own Simpsons Wiki page now, which is really, really cool. That's but awesome. I was showing off to my mom, like, mom, so check this fancy. out. You're so fancy. This is <laughs> your is? legacy. This is amazing. <laughs> yes. But, you know, other, like, other stuff, too, as well, like... Um, I, I've done like movies as well. Like, I, you know, I did the first Hotel Transylvania when, um, when Dracula is like playing for his daughter, like Adam Sandler is, you know, playing his ukulele. I was the one playing the uke for, oh for God, that, that scene so as cool. well. Yeah. So it's a lot of, a lot of really cool small stuff as well. But those are like two of the biggest projects that I worked on.
1: I like how nonchalantly you're, you, you just mentioned, oh, yeah, I just happen to know the Sometimes. creator of blah, blah, blah. Oh, Adam Sandler, blah, blah, blah. Oh, movie, Wikipedia, blah, blah, blah. It's like you're a big deal or something. No, no.
2: I think big you're,
0: big deal. Deal. you're a big it's deal. It's like amazing. You're a big deal.
2: <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs>
1: So now that you've been um, doing what you've been doing and ukulele underground is, is such a huge thing, especially with educating people, um, with how to play, uh, the ukulele and how to read music, how to play like all of the basics and whatnot. Um, it's such a staple for anybody trying to pick up a new instrument. Why do you think music or the ukulele is is important to keep in like everyday lifestyle for, for the community?
2: Oh, I mean, there's there's lots of reasons, you know, first off, I mean, just having music in your life is super healthy, you know, like mm-hmm. everybody expresses in different ways, but everyone, and I mean, everyone has some kind of connection with music. Like, I've never met one single person that doesn't like music, you know, that's just, it, that's just weird. But honestly, like, uh, having the ukulele in my life kind of gave me a you know a, a, a place or or a, some kind of outlet to uh, to let out whatever feelings or emotions that i had learning songs every song on the radio like was you know was about my life or whatever and i get to i get to play that so singing those songs like kind of made me feel better about a lot of you know a lot of things if i was experiencing heartbreak or if i was experiencing some kind of life trouble or whatever like i always had my youth there and um you know Passing on that skill or passing on that knowledge to other people and having them be able to express themselves that way. Because I always believe that it's one thing to listen to music, but it's definitely a whole nother beast to create music. And it's, there's that, there's that simple, pure joy that that you feel when you create music, when you, when music comes from your own fingers or your own voice and stuff. And I feel that that's, that's one of the best things that you could, you know, you could gift somebody. And and I, I feel that with ukulele on the ground and with just, you know, with just jamming with people, it doesn't even have to be through ukulele on the ground by just showing people a few chords of the ukulele that allows people to get, to get that feeling because a lot of people don't get that, you know, like don't learn the instrument or don't experience creating music. And I feel that that's important.
1: Yeah, I definitely relate to that. The first time Mm -hmm. I learned my first four chords, Mm -hmm. no, the first three chords (laughs) on ukulele, I was like, I can play a song. I can sing (laughs) to a song now. I was so proud of myself
2: man. That's cool, Yeah, man. I used totally yeah, so, to so love totally watching your videos, man. <laughs> 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 my favorite, cooler than you, I still reference it to, you know, to this day. Oh, 20, dang, did you, yeah.
1: everybody hear that? <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Simpson says he likes my videos. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I still watch that video. Dude, it's awesome.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> quick, quick clarifying, not a clarifying question per se, but Something that came to mind was, you know, we talk about this idea of creating music and sometimes it's uh, it's difficult for some people, for others, it might appear to come naturally. Mm -hmm. And it's a struggle nonetheless to to create something that didn't exist before. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel. Like you struggle with that because you are a very talented musician, you've been doing music for a very long time have when was the last time you ever felt like Stuck in a rut. I can't do this. oh I mean,
2: you know, every day. But like, honestly, if you just kind of let go of, uh, of of those thoughts of like, oh, I can't do this, then something comes out. You just kind of just have to let it come to you. Some days you you know like you don't get anything, but some days you do. You know, like I have my my phone with me at all times. If I'm you know like if I'm uh, walking somewhere, or if I'm driving or whatever, like it's it's one of those like Siri like oh, voice memo now. You know, and then, like and I'll just <laughs> hum something in, like into my phone or whatever. It uh, but you know as far as teaching as far as like that kind of you know contents i mean in any anyone um the no one really knows everything about the ukulele like, i don't know everything about the ukulele but Every video could be somebody's first video. So if I even if I explained it like 10 years back or whatever, you know Like um, the way that I approach things now 10 years or however many 13 years later Like it's gonna be different from when I approach it then so I could be giving new knowledge Even if it's the same content, but you know might might do it a different way or with a different approach Or I might have something to add to it, but there's always something and I think with the, uh, with the internet, with the YouTube, you know, that's going on right now, and, the, and because I get to travel to all, you know, a bunch of places, I, you know, I'm exposed to a lot of different ukulele music and the way people approach it, so I'm always inspired by, like, uh, by, by people everywhere and by people that I see. There's, like, young five-year-olds on, you know, on YouTube right now that are playing better than I am, and it's just, like, that's so inspiring, and I, I'm, like, Dude, I, I gotta I gotta take that, that little thing that he did there. What was that? You know, like, it, it matter. You know, if I feel like I've been a teacher for for however many years, like I still am learning something every day because technology has gone to that you know to that place now in our lives that like you can have access to anything that you ever want in like a click of a button, which is you know same thing for for knowledge. You know, if I want to see like you know uh, really good ukulele playing, I can find it like right away. That's awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: We've talked a lot about kind of your musical journey, your experience uh, in the Philippines, growing up um, there and then coming to the uh, U S we've talked about kind of your experiences, launching this website, being an educator, just having music and life in general. Based on all of what we talked about, what are a few things that you feel like you would want our listeners to take home with them?
2: Uh well, if you've never given Ugala a chance, like the, the the one thing, if there's anything that I could tell anyone, is to pick up a you try and give the uke a chance, honestly. Like, you know, if, even if you don't buy it or whatever, go to the, your nearest music store, be safe, of course, you know, and like mm-hmm. and <laughs> pick up a uke and just strum it. I like you're you're gonna you're gonna like it <laughs> like honestly it's it's so easy to learn and it's so like friendly I mean that's that's so cliche to say but it's honestly super friendly um, mm. it's it, it makes amazing noises at you <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that
2: <laughs> so that's i mean uh, other than that like professionally and stuff uh you know they can check out ukulele underground and we have something called uu plus which you know uh, is a subscription service but that they can sign up for and um i actually give private lessons on there so a lot of people will pay like so much money or like a ridiculous amount of money for like private lessons even like online you don't even get that personal kind of feeling but um i do private lessons on there which is included with like uh with a subscription you know you got pay extra or whatever i just honestly genuinely want to help as many people as i can because watching you know watching a video i'm just gonna leave it to the audience to kind of figure it out you know like even if i explain it in a way but uh i want to be there and kind of like see how they're doing if they're you know if their hand is you know in a in a different position or if there's something kind of wrong whether they're holding it or or if i like you know something that i that i see that they're doing i can give them instant kind of feedback you know and and you get two you know two private lessons every month, which I love, love, love connecting with our, you know, with our subscribers and our audience and stuff. And I've, I've seen like so much people kind of grow using these, you know, using this lesson. But um, that's that's the best thing that I, I think if you're serious about learning ukulele that you can do is check out Uni Plus. You
1: heard it here, folks. <laughs> You can get direct access yeah, to Mr. Yeah. Aldrin Guerrero himself. Yeah. Or you can yes. just talk for like 15 minutes or so whatever you like. You don't know, even want to play ukulele <laughs> or whatever.
0: <laughs> just chit chat. Just a chit chat.
1: I know I paid for <laughs> lessons, but I didn't bring my uke. I just want to be friends with you. <laughs>
2: So it's honestly <laughs> like like twenty bucks a month, you know what I mean? Like most people charge like a hundred bucks for like half an hour that I've seen, like for uh, for private ukulele lessons and I'm like, dude, I've been teaching for decades and I'm just like that's I just wanna I just wanna help. That's amazing. awesome. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Make it accessible. I know that it, it might feel hard for some folks, but it's it's really great that you're you're offering this opportunity to folks.
2: Yeah. i mean it got you know I, I i've seen people from uh from like uh from the us from from canada from india from from uh from the, from asia all like all sorts of people have been kind of checking it out and i've love, loved loved helping out like every single person i get to work one-on-one with
0: beautiful it's like you have a built-in passport
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah from my yeah my lovely comfort of my own home <laughs> beautiful <laughs> <laughs> all right aldrine <laughs> yes. where
1: can people go to learn more about you
2: um ukulele um you can also find me on the social media. uh i have twitter at, at aldrine um instagram at aldrine machine and facebook at aldrine <laughs> all right awesome. folks follow the ads follow the
1: <laughs> yes. ads
0: follow the ads, ads. please well, Aldrine, this was amazing. We love what you're doing with the community, and we're so excited to see what's ahead for you and your community. So uh, thank you so much for sharing, and thank you for taking time to, to chat with us. Y'all, this was Aldrine Guerrero. Aldrine Guerrero. Wow.
2: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Mahalo. Mahalo. <laughs>
1: Oh man, what a legend! The man, a the myth, legend. the legend, Aldrin Guerrero.
0: Yes, we loved it. We I we loved, loved it.
1: We loved it.
0: We loved it.
1: We loved it. I especially loved how nonchalant he was about just like knowing a bunch of people. Oh,
0: I know he is so <laughs> like... fancy, but he's so oh yeah, he's so chill about it. It's like yeah. you...
1: <laughs> It's the Hawaii thing, probably.
0: Ah, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Also, he's very humble. Very yes. talented, very humble, very like well-traveled, like amazing experiences professionally and personally, like yes. all around interesting human being on this earth. Not everyone can say they have Wikipedia like notes about themselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Doing things, doing things. Doing
1: things for sure. So, Crystal, what, what is a takeaway that you have from this episode?
0: You know, I really loved how he is making ukulele lessons accessible because, yeah. you know, when you think about lessons and I, when I think about like my, my parents, um, you know, putting me through voice lessons and, um, <laughs> piano lessons that I took for granted, clearly. Um, <laughs> clearly. Clearly. And, you know, just in general, even as adults, like it gets expensive, you know, and some people might not yeah. have the opportunity to learn an instrument or a skill because that, um, that hurdle that they need to get, you know, get through. But some people just don't have that opportunity. So I love how he's making, um, you know, lessons, um available and inclusive to folks who might typically not be able to, to get to those lessons. And I think it's so important to have that so that you can, um, you know, find your strengths like you wouldn't be able to find it if you didn't get into lessons, you know, maybe you could. Maybe you could like through YouTube and stuff, but it's always a little bit easier to have someone guide you and to also encourage you as a mentor, as a teacher. Um, and also what he's doing is building community um, and to also help folks find that catharsis. He talked about how, you know, being able to express yourself through music is so important and he's giving people the tools so that they can experience that catharsis and experience what it feels like to just create something from scratch. Um, so, yeah, I think that's important. I think it'd be nice to see more of that in the community to have um, that access to this kind of um, guidance because not everyone can get it. So, yeah, yeah, art shouldn't be just for the elite or it shouldn't be for a certain, um, you know, income bracket. It should be for everybody.
1: Absolutely. So, totally agree.
0: Yeah. What about you, Boo?
1: My takeaway is like, yes, definitely art should be accessible. Education should be accessible in general. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, this conversation just reinforces the fact that music is so important to Filipino culture. Mm. Um, like you said, it builds community. Um, and I think that's like, that's the big part of, or the big theme of this episode, not just the music, but it's the community piece. Uh, it's it's being able to perform the music with people, being able to learn with yeah. people, being able to share with people what you learned and what you've created. Um, so, what he's done with Ukulele Underground and the folks who kind of saw it from the beginning to what it is now mm-hmm. have really dedicated themselves to the people.
0: Yes,
1: It's great to have folks in the community, in the Filipino community who are doing this type of work because it's not just about the bottom line. It's not just about, mm-hmm. you know, the fame and recognition, although he has that, mm-hmm. but it's really like... You know, when we we talked to Aldrin about, you know, why he's doing these lessons, he really leaned into like, I just want to get to know people like I enjoy yes. meeting folks. I want yes. to see them succeed and like experience what I experience. He's all about the other person. I think that's great.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. And and just to be clear, like, because I know that there's a lot of like artists and musicians listening and we don't want to devalue you know, your services or the work that you have. But mm-hmm. if you do have the opportunity, if you do have the means to share your expertise with folks, um, maybe for, you know, a sliding scale or a lower price to help folks who need it, like that is helping build community and building something so much greater than ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, yeah, yeah community i love how he leans into that
1: yeah good job aldrine yeah beautiful
0: yes we're so much here props. for all of
1: this heck yeah well that was an amazing episode yes uh great it was great to catch up with him uh great to catch up with you crystal yeah and great to catch up with all of the people listening on this episode of me search thank yes. you all for listening folks thanks for being here Thanks for being here. We'll see you in the next one. We'll see you in the next one. Bye! Me! <laughs> Thanks for listening. MeeSearch is produced and hosted by Dustin Domingo and Crystal Tugatti.
0: Editing by Dustin Domingo. If you enjoy MeSearch, make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Also, make sure to check us out at meSearchPodcast.com and follow us at MeSearchPodcast.
0: We're going to get to the bottom of
1: things. This is MeSearch, folks. Woo! Woo!